are now listening to a very special message from Joy Community Church. Step out. Step out. Don't be afraid. Step out. And so um, I've asked the Lord for his grace. Lord, help me to step out. And so um, what I've been doing is if there's an immediate need, like the other day, this, I was talking to one of my neighbors, and she was like, she's writhing in pain. She's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, what's wrong, Fran? And she said, oh, my sciatic. And I said, well, you know what? Let me pray for you. So I just did a quick prayer and just prayed for her. And I don't know, the outcome is the Lord's, but I took that step. And also, um, I was able to actually pray for my doctor also. And um, there were some issues, and not with me, but with him. And um, so, um, and then I just got word this week that the Lord just intervened in that. And just, and he, he even self said it was a miracle. It was a miracle, and we're just so grateful for that. Uh, the second thing is our... Life has, has changed quite a bit this year um, because of Anne doing dialysis and um, having to, you know, she's having it three times a week. And, and I just try, have to say, thank the Lord that she's a trooper. You know, she goes to that dialysis and she's, of course, loving on everybody there. And she brings them coffee every time she goes and uh, just pours out love on her, which could be an, actually an awful situation. You know, it's not fun. But she's a trooper, and God has given her grace. But I also have to commend the love of the people here at Joy because there's a group of people that pick her up every Tuesday, and they take time out of their schedule, and they come and they pick her up and just love on her um, as they, uh, they take her home. So I'm just, God is just awesome. And I'm just so grateful to be um in him and here. Come here. Dr. Bill, thank you so much, Annie. You know what, Annie? We're glad you're here too. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, and what I want to do this morning is give a shout out for the Hope Shop. And the Hope Shop is a place, but it's deeper than that. It's a people. And there are people that make up the Hope Shop. And we've got a batch of them here today, like uh, Greg, there's Linda and Al, and there's Daryl, and there's Monroe who comes up. He's the biggest kid when he <laughs> arrives for the, the kids, uh, and uh, Walter, and um, just so many that are part of it. Um, uh, there's also a couple people, what they call the, the Carberries or something like that. Yeah, now Janelle and Patrick that are actively involved with that. And I was drawn into that this past year. And what a, what a rich blessing. We had a men's group there, a discipleship group, and we grew closer to one another and to God and, and, and 
got to know each other, and that's really what it's all about, is um, we come together to worship, but then we come together through the week, and we get to know one another better with home groups and other kinds of opportunities to draw, draw really close and encourage one another. And I, I thank this church and this fellowship for the opportunity to be part of that kind of thing. Uh, I just want to thank him also that he's really opening up his word um, to me more and more. I'm older than many of you, and sometimes we get an idea that we know what's going on, but the deeper you get into the word, the more we recognize he knows what's going on. So I'm going to cl close with a comment about the Hope Shop again. The word says that uh, faith, hope, and love abide these three. But the greatest is love. And that, of course, has to do with Jesus. And Jesus said, I'm the, the way, the truth, and the life. And his way is the way of faith, trusting in him. And the hope comes through his word, which is the truth, his promises that he gives to us. And when we hear a promise from him in the word and in in prayer, we, we can count on it. That's our hope. If we don't have hope, our situation is rather hopeless, you know? And then love opens up. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And our life is a life of love. And I, I thank all of you for being part of the life of love here and for this marvelous year. And my hope is that this coming year will be even richer and deeper for all of us. God bless you all. Thank you. I've been talking today about mountains and speaking to those mountains. And um, I was thinking of the scripture verse in Mark 11. Um, Jesus, this is coming after um, the fig tree was cursed, and the disciples are amazed, and like, what's going on, you know? Um, and they were trying to kill Jesus. This is, this is what he says after all of that. He says, um, speak to the mountain, say to the mountain. I love what Charisse got up and shared. Say to the mountain, go throw yourself in the sea. Um, is it kind of hard sometimes to tell the mountain in your life to... Throw yourself in the sea. Let's see, we got a lake, but. Um, it, and he says, don't doubt. He says, um, with no doubt in your heart, but um, believe what they say will happen and it will be done. And um, so we need to also add to throwing the mountain into the sea to believe that what you say will be done, right? And that speaks to me about prayer and. Um, I just, prayer to me is just talking to Papa. I call him Papa, you know. He says, Abba, Daddy. You know, that's how he wants to be addressed. The creator of the world wants us to address him as Daddy, Papa, Abba. And, and so um, the thing I want to share is two things, really. Um, one has to do with, we've been praying for the 12 tribes. Those of you who don't know what that is, it's an area around the church. And, and we have captains, and, and my husband and I oversee that, and we drive around that. And, you know, we do this drive, and we are not seeing with our eyes anything, really. 
but we're believing in our heart. We're saying to the mountains that they had to go on the sea, right? And so um, sometimes you just don't see what's, what's happening. You just don't see it, but we're believing, and I'm thankful for all of you and your prayers. But for me personally, um, two things. One is my neighbors, because not just the 12 tribes, but my street. I've been praying for my street for years, and I live on one of the longest streets in the city. Um, so I haven't taken the whole street. I take my section of the street. And um, Pastor James shared a while back about bless every home. If you don't know what that is, look it up online. And it's a way that you can actually pray for your neighbors and know their names. And so I made, I made a little thing. And I, had, I took pictures of the houses that I'm praying for, and it gives me the names. So I put the names next to it, and sometimes I'll put the scriptures that you get every day. You get five of those people to pray for every day in a scripture. And so I've been praying for, for the past year or so about that, and God's opening doors. My, I'm, my neighbors are outside sometimes, and I'm meeting them, and we're praying for one another, one girl in particular. Um, you know, she had a need, and she actually came to that week online um, where we had the people from Vermont, and she's, she's, and she prayed for me too, you know, and so that's really cool. And um, the second thing I want to share is um, back in 2005, actually when I was a little girl, I, I, I had bad eyes, but back in 2005, I was told I was going blind, and my, the blindness wouldn't be dark, but it would be losing my license, and um, so I've carried that since 2005. That's my mountain, but I've been speaking to that mountain and saying, you got to move. you got to go into the sea, and you know, I have five different eye issues, and one by one, they're going into the sea, and so recently... One of those mountains was double vision. For three years, I saw double, and uh, there were two of you. That's dangerous. <laughs> there were two of my husband when he was far away. Um, but anyway, um, I want to share that um, that mountain has gone into the sea. Yes, it's gone. Um, I had surgery in October, and, you know, I came home, and I still had double vision after the surgery. I still had double vision for probably almost two weeks. But this one day, I was looking outside, and the thing I always used as the marker to determine if I have double vision or not, took my glasses off, which they were prisms before, and it was no longer double. My husband was out in the garage, and I went out, and I said, I don't see double anymore. It's so cool. And he was like, well, there, there's no more two of me? I said, yeah, but that other guy, he was a fake. <laughs> he was a fake. And, and I don't see double. So I'm going to end with this. Um, two scriptures. One is, we, we talked about putting on our full armor. And, and it says, and pray in the spirit. This is Ephesians 6. This is after putting on your armor. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all of the Lord's people. And that includes our 12 tribes. That includes our neighbors. And that includes ourself. You know, it's all people. And I want to let one last scripture I want to share. This is encouraging in light of what Bill Morehouse shared. 
And it's from Psalm 33, verse 20 to 22. Our soul, that's our mind, our will, and our emotions, waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us even as we hope in you. And those words were, are, are just an echo of some of the other things shared. And um, I'm just grateful, God, for all you've done in me, through me, and with all of you. So I love you all. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good morning, church. I'm going to sit with him. Um, oh, I would love a coffee. Starbucks, please. Okay. Caramel. Thank you. First and foremost, I want uh, to say I've been kind of bah humbuggish this year. I know. You look at me and say, how can you possibly bah humbuggish? I've been about humbuggish. I have not been wanting to sing Christmas songs or even see red and green or any of that stuff. But I got a miracle last week. I um, was having a hard time coming to church last week. I woke up and I did not want to come to church. And I'm a church boy, y'all. Y'all know I am. I'm a church boy. And I got so blessed. I mean, y'all, I was up here singing and everything like that, and I was good with it. But the miracle came when Patrick came up here and he spoke about the joy of Christmas. Oh, my goodness. And my soul was saying to me, how can the pastor of this church let someone else speak on Christmas Day? I was like, but I found out why. I needed that so badly. So thank you, Patrick. Thank you. It was a word that was so wonderful. And I had to share that because that really changed my outlook on Christmas. But I wanted to um, also say that last, last um, January, I got prophesied over. And someone had said that, Gregory, you've been searching and searching and searching. And he's gonna, you're going to find it. It's going to happen to you, and it is going to happen to you. You won't even recognize it, but it's going, to, it's going to happen to you, and you're going to have a testimony for it. And I'm here, y'all, to tell you a testimony, to testify on Living Proof Sunday. Um, they said that something about financially, my, my, I will find a job. I'll find something that I would like and said I would love. You know? And I have been doing, this time, this time last year, I was, uh, I was delivering smiles. And I loved that job. Trust me, I did. And I was actually working in retail as well. And I loved that job. I really did. But then I found something, um, something more, and it was helping seniors in their home, stay in their home, so they won't have to work, have to live in a nursing home or in a hospital, something like that. And I tell you people, I do what I love. And you know how I got to, to, that, to that part? I do what I love because God did what he loved. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for me and for you. And so when I go into these homes with people, I do what I love. Yeah, I overcompensate until they tell me, oh, I can do that. But that's what I do. That's who I am. 
And you know what? I come to realize it was something that God had given me all of my life. The very thing that I do, that I, that I love doing, God gave that to me from the day I was born. And now I'm following in it. I'm in it. So I thank him for that prophecy. Um, another thing that happened to me this year, um, and I'll go back to this, this thing that I, that I love. I actually got um, um, a, an honor on, the, on June of this year as being the favorite home care person for the place that I, live, that I work for. And, yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, isn't that great? And just a few months ago, they nominated me to be the, um, nominee as, as the best home care person in all of the nation. Wow. In all of the nation. If you don't believe me, I'll show you the certificate. <laughs> I, I've got it, you know? So it's like, my gosh, really, this is great. And, and of, all the, of, of all the franchises, which is great. One of the other things that I did this year was I did SoulCon. And if you don't know what SoulCon is, gentlemen, I really would appreciate it. I mean, I really would ask you to check it out and do it. I was scared out of my behind to do it. Trust me. Because here it is, Lolio Gregory. I, I don't want to know nobody, and I definitely don't want you to know me. And it changed my life, y'all. It changed my life. The brothers that I have come to know and, and, and love are so close to me now. I'm, I, I love this church even more wow. because of the brothers that I have come in contact with. Oh, I can name names, but I'll be here all the rest of the day. I'm not going to do that. Thank you. Okay. Some of that brotherhood actually fell into the, to the men's Bible study, which I don't know how this happened, but I conduct the Bible study. Um, I love Pastor Alvin so much that I took that mantle. I just snatched it from him. And I said, let's continue this thing. Let's do this thing. You know? Feeling very unworthy. And I still at times feel very unworthy to conduct a Bible study. Who are you to conduct a Bible study, Gregory? You know? If you looked in and you saw... Mm. But you know what? God is, God is no respectable persons. He really isn't. Look what he does up on the stage. He's got me up there singing and carrying on. And now he's got me into doing Bible studies, which I've been doing for years. And I just really um, am very humbled by the Lord. And this year I was humbled when I didn't have a car for four months. I had to ask around. I had to ask people for rides. I had to take the bus. I was so humbled, yet so grateful to this church to God, to the snide tackies. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Drinking milk, I'm sure. Yeah, I said it. Um, but one of the things I wanted to, to let you all know, and this is, this is for since I have been on um, loving the Lord, and he's really showed me that this is a scripture to live by. In Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, he says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Look and see. Taste and see. Live and see that the Lord is good even in 2023. 
I can look back in the 2023 and say, oh, my God, this, I'm so glad it's over with. I'm so glad it's over with. But I just told you some beautiful things that God has done for me, and that's this year alone. He says, I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. This could be a mantra for yourself for 2024. I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Oh, great mountain. Oh, great mountain. Who are you to not bow low? in 2023, and most definitely in 2024. Now, I'm going to say this one last thing about the Bible study. Men's Bible study is coming up soon. It is going to be 24. Every book in the Bible that has 24 chapters or greater, we're going to read. And the Lord is going to do something absolutely spectacular. I kid you not, 24 is our year, y'all. It's going to be my year, and it's going to be your year. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Good. Greg, that was, oh, actually seven minutes. No, no, no. Stop it. It was good stuff, though. Um, so let's see. So we've heard about God's love and the mountain and then joy. Um, we are, I am, about two and a half or more years removed from my father's passing. And the songs that we sang today, I mean, really ministered. And I love the idea of speaking to the mountain. Um, because God is a God of love, and God's love or his goodness does not end because we have a problem or a crisis. But what does happen is it becomes really, really easy sometimes to take our eyes off of God and focus on that mountain and confronting that mountain with our own strength. And my testimony and my encouragement is to turn your eyes back to God. Um, his strength is far greater than, than um, anything that we can do to uh, confront the mountain or confront pain. And um, while grief is a really deep, um, painful experience and a very big mountain to move, I can say that being almost three years removed, actually, that God is a good God. And his, I mean, I'm, I mean, he knew that we would have pain and have sadness, and, and there truly is a time for all things. But never let that pain or that mountain be the thing that you focus on. And through, you know, 
conversations with Pastor James and Pastor Ron and some other people, it was turning my eyes and my attention back to God and gradually giving him that mountain and allowing him to bring joy and peace um, and healing. And I guess my encouragement is to never forget God's goodness and God's strength. And, and it, I can say now, it truly does not matter how big the mountain. Bless you. Greg, that was three minutes exactly. <laughs> So, hello everyone. I am Zoe Sykes. I am the daughter of Pastor Ron. <laughs> um, so this year, it wasn't really particularly a hard year, but in the hard parts, I realized, um, so in July, I started getting a very hot-hearted for God and a very passionate heart for God, hence for, from camp and everything like that that I've been through. And... And then all of a sudden, so July was really hot, hot-hearted. August, I was really hot-hearted. And then all of a sudden, in, at the end of August, in September, everything started to crash. And like it hit really hard. There was a lot of family issues, a lot of family things. I had a lot of things going on. It was just plummeting down. I'm like, Lord, what happened? Like, why? why I was just so on fire for you like why did all this start to happen and then everything started crazy and like and then I realized that the moment when I started um when everything crusaded was in the moment where I did a prayer plan I did like a prayer plan for um the homeless and the uh orphans and the ones who did human um trafficking all the way in Africa. So I was doing an entire prayer plan, and at that moment where I was getting to the climax of that prayer plan, everything started to rage in, and everything started to blow in like a tsunami wave and just start crashing on top of, top of me. So, and then I'm like, okay, why then? Why, why couldn't I like finish it, and why can I stop? And what I get is like, like in the middle of the night, I get this like picture, and I see like um, uh, like Satan storming through like the like um, the throne room of heaven, and he's like basically like a like immature teenager at this moment. He has like bald up fists, he's red faced, and everything like that. And he's like, "This girl won't give up," and he's like, "Why won't this girl just give up?" I threw everything at her. She's still praying. She's doing still doing all this stuff. Why can't this girl give up? And the Lord's basically, like, just smiling. He's like, like, singing, you have hundreds of people under your name. Why are you so concerned about this girl right here? And he's like, you and I both know that if this girl reaches her full potential, those hundreds are going to turn back. So this is an encouragement for all of you guys that there will be moments where you're at the climax peak of, like, your all of your like potential, where God wants you to be there, and God wants you here, and God wants you to do this, and all of a sudden Satan is going to try to come at you and try to hit you and attack you and tell every like person, like every devil, every little 
person that he has to come at you so you don't get your full potential because if you unravel his plans, it's going to be the end for him. And he already knows he can't win. He already knows, but he wants to, you to think he can win. And in order to think you can win, he wants to unravel your plans before, he unravels, before you unravel his. So that is an encouragement for all of you guys that tell the mountain to move. Unravel every plan of his, whether that may be a generational curse, whether that may be healing, whether that may be prayer in another country. You have to unravel his plans because if you don't unravel his plans, those hundreds are just going to stay there. So unravel the plans. Let the hunters come back. Sister Loretta, he won't do it until you come. Come on. Praise the Lord. Um, this is so good. Uh, some of you, uh, very few of you perhaps, might remember the names Eunice and Bill Four, a uh, couple saints who have gone before us. But I remember in my early 30s running into Bill Four uh, downtown, and I said, so what's the Lord doing? And he said, I'm trying to figure out what the Lord has for me. And at 32, my thinking was, you know, you get it figured out you know, at 35 or something, and then you're set for the rest of your life. And <laughs> so here I am, uh, closer to his age, uh, when I ask him the question. A couple uh, verses from Proverbs uh, that you're familiar with, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and with all your uh, mind. Uh, wow, who wrote this? Trust in the Lord with all your heart with lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths and then he kind of turns it around a little bit in proverbs 20 24 when he says a man's steps are of the lord how then can a man understand his own way so you think that he's going to direct your steps and you know where you're going um, but no he's directing your steps you don't know where he's taking you and we've heard so much of that today uh, so a year ago, I was, uh, had a significant leadership role in a community organization and in June stepped down as an elder and June retired from that organization and it was, Lord, what's next? Uh, and for a, a, something I had read about, concerned about is, uh, will the hubris of those positions define my image of myself, uh, meaning you know, well, now that I'm not so important, am I not so important? And praise God, that's not been the case. Uh, I've been one of the people that's been available to take uh, St. Anne here, uh, pick her up from her dialysis. I had one person who I started helping, said, you know, I was telling my boss how much you're helping, and she said, isn't it a good thing he retired? You know, just reaffirming that, okay, Lord, I don't know what's next, but here it is step by step. So uh, I'm adjusting to the new pace of life, uh, doing some traveling, picked up some new hobbies, uh, family members I've been able to help, uh, and the unknown of the future has been met step by step by a faithful God. And he'll continue to meet me step by step 
And I love the uh, chorus from the, one of the songs this morning. Uh, it's, I believe, true for my life. I'll build my life upon your love. It's a firm foundation. Not what other men might think of me, but in honor of him. And I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. Amen. Miss oh, Loretta. You look lovely today. Well, thank you very much, and you do also. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I just want to give another shout out for the Hope Shop. And uh, I just love going there, and um, Patrick and Janelle, and so many others that are regulars, really make that a wonderful place to attend. And the people love you. There is so much love there. And there is so much more love to give. And I would just like to encourage others to come and just give what the Lord has given you. And um, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. I thank the Lord so much for my grandson, Emmanuel, who is in Fayetteville right now. And... Um, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and that's where my daughter, his mom, is in the Army. And uh, this little lady is a paratrooper, my daughter. She jumps out of airplanes. And she, um, at one time, was a teacher. She used to teach high school English, and she left that for the Army. And she absolutely loves it. And uh, Emmanuel now is uh, enrolled in college, a Bible college in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And while I am so happy and proud of him, I miss my grandson. <laughs> so, and he misses me, yes. But um, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And this is the time of year where we think more and more about the Son of God and what he did for all of us. And so we all have something to share. And one of the things about the Hope Shop is it's not just going there helping people to get food because you can get food anywhere. And there's so many places that give out food. And there's so many people who come from other parts of Rochester to come to the Hope Shop. And my prayer is that they would be able to come to service and to be a part of Joy Community Church. And so we all have a testimony. So if you feel the Lord nudging you, come and give your testimony at the Hope Shop. And I just thank the Lord for an opportunity to be able to do that. And I'm looking forward right now to March. It'll be my 80th birthday. <laughs> and I'm thankful that I have decided to um, not work so much. Instead of working uh, full time, I'm going to be down to three days a week. And I just thank the Lord for the opportunity to be able to work. I enjoy working. And um, I work in hospice. 
Uh, I'm a hospice aide and I work overnight. I work from 11 at night to seven in the morning. And uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy the opportunity of having a chance to tell someone about the Lord and to sing to them how Jesus loves them and an opportunity to share Christ. And it is such a joy to me, and I want to be able to continue to do that. I thank the Lord so much for an opportunity to be able to travel. And I have been to Israel and to look at what's going on right now in Israel, in Jerusalem, and to see some of the places. And these are some of the places that I have visited about a year ago. And uh, to see it's in ruins, to see what's going on. So we really do need lots and lots of prayer for Israel, for the Jewish people, and for what they're going through right now. And um, continue to pray and give and lift them up in prayer. And God bless Joy Community Church. I love all of you. And it's a blessing to be back. Thank you, Pastor, and thank you for your prayer. Thank you for your encouragement of Emmanuel and going into the Lord's work. God bless you. Um, 1976, that's a long time ago. Um, we hosted a family in our home uh, that was going through crisis. They had a set of uh, six-year-old, is that what we figured out? Six-year-old twin, identical twin boys who were absolutely wild. Um, I remember the kids in the neighborhood telling me, these kids have mouths that are way fouler than ours. <clears throat> yeah, and um, we, we, their, their, their family was in a huge place of crisis. They lived with us for a year, and then due to a number of circumstances, they moved to California, and we lost touch with them. And um, last night, Richard, one of the twins, called. How many years is that? We've prayed for them, you know, regular, not so regular. And he's walking with the Lord. His brother's walking with his Lord. His, his mother has been healed of the mental health issues she was dealing with. Just, um, they, they go to a good church. He has three, a wife and three children. The children are now young adults, and they're serving the Lord. I mean, it blew me away. It was such an encouragement. The scripture this morning that came to me is a farmer plants a grain of wheat in the ground and he doesn't really know what's going to happen with it but then it sprouts the blade and then the ear and then you have a harvest 60 fold 100 fold so be encouraged don't give up in prayer thank you After you, Mark, will come Kathy. After Kathy, will come somebody else. Don't worry. Thanks, Pastor. This is very comfortable sitting next to Pastor. Yeah. Oh, come on, bud. What do you want to talk about? Well, anything that's on your heart. It's your time. I talk all the time. I just wanted to uh, thank the Lord for our worship team and um, oh, my, yes. the worship experience we have. And it's, it's really rewarding, not all of you know this, but 
as part of the worship team, Pastor Ron or Sharice or, or um, Brenna or Kevin or whoever's worshiping, we usually get here Thursdays and practice, have worship practice Thursdays. And is it okay to say, we're not real serious? <laughs> we joke around and we kick. Really? Yes. Are you going to kick me out now? No, no, no. We, but do we, no, there comes a time when we do pray and then we go through the songs, but we have a fun time doing it and it's really enjoyable. It really is the time we have. And uh, at, the, at the time, um, we're at our homes too, practicing, whether I'm pra playing guitar or practicing drums, the Lord really ministers to us through that as well. And I just wanted to, to acknowledge the Lord for the time we spend with him preparing for that. And then, of course, we get her early Sunday morning and we prepare for worship in that regard, too. But it's a, it's a special, special time for us as a worship team. And we're ministered to as well as ministering to you as a, as a body. But the Lord really blesses our time together and uh, enriches that in a powerful way. And I had a scripture I just wanted to share um, this is from Psalm 96, verse 9, and it says, Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Isn't that powerful? Tremble before him all the earth. Let me repeat that. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. And I think that's what he's done, and I'm really grateful for the worship team and those leaders that we have who uh, allow us to do just that. Amen? Amen. Thank you so much. And I think we have seen uh, the glory of the Lord in our worship ministry this year. I mean, God has been faithful to us. Come. You, you take your time. She really came prepared. She has a book. Get ready. Yeah, one page. I just wanted to be sure that I could find the words, because as you get older, sometimes you can't find the word anymore. Um, um, I always knew, I mean, since I've been a believer, that, that God is my healer. And I've been just walking in faith all the time for God to be healing me. Um, I've had a, my left knee was a terrible mess um, over many years. And um, I keep saying, God, heal my knee, heal my knee, heal my knee. And it hasn't happened. So I was praying with, I think it was Pastor, um, she comes from Montana, Molly. Pa Pastor Molly, and also my friend Lisa Marsh. And they were saying, it's okay to consult a doctor because I haven't been consulting any doctors. So um, I took their advice and I've gone to a um, physical therapist, and she's given me exercises, and I'm now walking. I don't know if I'll be able to dance, but I'm walking without a crutch, without anything. I'm very, very encouraged, encouraged, encouraged. And this is all to say that you can't just have bare faith without consulting somebody that might help you. That's a great word, by the way. Yeah. Say that again? You can't have bare faith without 
consulting somebody who could help you. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, I now walk. Um, sometimes I use that cane, but that's just to prevent a mishap. And um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's awesome. I wasn't planning on sharing today, but I felt the Lord tugging at my heart, so I thought I better obey, right? Um, I'll just try to tell you a quick version of this, but um, this happened when I was in India and Sri Lanka this summer, and I'm so thankful for all of you who prayed and uh, were a part of that. But anyways, um, we were at this day that I'm referring to, we were touring some of the new church plants with the pastors and the pastor's wives. And in this one particular churchyard, um, and it's a church different than this, you know, it's all the, everything's open, there's no closed windows or closed doors or whatnot. It's very different looking. But he was showing us, and uh, the pastor and his wife were showing us around the churchyard. And it was kind of a sandy, area with lots of little skinny trees and leaves and um, just kind of walking through and they were telling us how they had obtained this and just some of the stories of how God had been faithful to them. And at one point in this little tour, we were still outside, he says, oh yeah, don't, don't go over there, that's, that's a cobra den. And you know, <laughs> Uh, it's like my natural tendency is how far can I get the other direction, right? There's a natural enmity between snakes and, and people, but um, even garter snakes I don't really like, but cobras. But I just felt um, the Lord saying to approach, and not in a dangerous way, it's not like I put my hand in it or anything, but instead of relying on my natural instincts going the other direction fast, I did. I, I approached it, and I picked up a couple of pebbles. Um, part of that's a long story, but I brought, I brought them home. One is for a friend. And, but I, as I did that, I felt that um, the Lord was reminding me, he wanted me to have one of these to keep as a memento of, you no longer walk according to the voice of fear. You walk according to my voice, and I will, I won't lead you into silly ways, it's not like I did something stupid, but that he would lead me and he guide me. And um, I just felt a couple of things, but the main thing was, is that some of you, all of us have moments where we have tough years. But for some of you, this year has been like walking in the shadow of a cobra's den. It's been way beyond not funny. And yet the Lord has an ability to take you and take you through that. And just as everyone was sharing about the mountain. And I just thought that that's part of this story that we need to declare to that mountain, you're not leading my life anymore. You know, whether it's fear or anything else, you're not, you're not guiding me. God is my God. But we, so we need to declare it. And then somebody else mentioned how we need to pray against 
these mountains, right? And somebody else mentioned about, you know, taking back this territory. And it's been an ongoing theme this morning. And I just felt like the Lord saying, to just remind us all, those things are important. They're very important. They're very strategic. But even to do a small action, like picking up a pebble, right? That moved a little bit of that mountain. Just that much of it, of that cobra hill. It moved it. Because I'm thinking, this is church property. This, this, this place belongs to God. This doesn't belong to Satan and all that, you know, these snakes represent. No. And so instead of just, sometimes we just do wishful thinking, you know, like, oh, well, hopefully God's got this and it'll all get better somehow. We need to truly, walking in faith is also doing something about it. The prayer, the speaking to it, but also sometimes it's picking up a small pebble and saying, even if I can only do this amount, this does not belong to you, enemy. And to take that small bit of that mountain away. And so many people, as you walk through your day, you know, whether it's taking care of children or elderly or doing things, you don't really feel like you're doing a lot. You know, oh, well, it's just a Bible study. It's just a answering the phone. It's just those are moving part of the mountain in a very practical way that this is not the enemy's territory. Even if I can only move a pebble today, I'm going to keep that pebble to say, this is about God, and he is the owner of all the mountains, and he will move this mountain. So some of you, if you feel like you've been in the shadow of the cobra's den this year, and I don't know you, sister, but who, who is leading worship here, I don't know you, but I really believe part of this is for you, is don't give in to the darkness of that shadow of the cobra's den. You keep speaking to that mountain. You keep praying in faith, but keep doing the small practical things that will shift that mountain from one place to another. Amen. I hear a sermon coming on. Just one moment. I got to say this because when you hear what I'm going to be preaching next week, you're going to think that I'm preaching it based on what was said today. The sermon I had prepared for for today is about mountains, storms, and the wilderness. So you're going to hear that in the next two weeks. And it's the reality of living in the storm, speaking to the mountain, and walking through the, the wilderness. So don't think I stole the idea. God's speaking to us. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. I'm great. Thank Good you. to see you. Thank you. <laughs> so if it's okay, I'm going to speak on behalf of some folks that are on Facebook this morning. So uh, Pastor Pepe from Saltillo, a church that we've been affiliated with for a long time, says, God bless you and thank you, Joy Community Church and Pastor James. For your great love and support toward us, we pray that God continues to bless you greatly. May you have a happy and blessed new year in 2024 with health and lots of faith to continue serving the kingdom of God. Ned Doty writes from home today, 
Today I give God all the glory, praise, and honor for surviving my bone marrow transplant one year ago this week. So the scripture comes to mind from Isaiah 41.10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And Isaiah 49.16 writes, Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me, and with every breath I will praise him forever and ever. So Pastor Tony, great father in the faith of this house, writes, Happy New Year, and may it be a year of great joy in Christ. And Brian and Aubrey Taylor, I believe their last name is, Aubrey writes, Brian and I are watching from home, so glad God led us to joy. I am sitting here in tears. Worship is so refreshing and wonderful. We do need to believe in a mighty, powerful God who is intimately involved in our lives and has great plans for us, who will fulfill every word that he has spoken. Blessings in the new year, Joy. Thank you so much, Brian. This is one of my adopted sons in the house, right here. Oh, good. Yes. Now, remember, you're not preaching today. Okay? No, 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 no. Testimony time. Oh, no, no, no preaching. <laughs> I'm not sure if Joy is ready for me. Yes, <laughs> I'm cracking jokes. With you already, don't worry. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't planning to share anything, but when Pastor Greta came up, I was like, well, Lord, now I know. And so I wanted to give an encouragement to Joy, um, riding on that imagery about moving the pebble or just m tackling things one step at a time. You know, um, this year has been a very full year for, for my family and I. 2023 was the bad year. You know, uh, 2023 was such a bad year for us. Like some of you guys know, because I think some, some of you guys um, financially gave to my wife and I and really helped us out and really stood beside us in prayer because we had gotten into two car accidents accidents. My father died. You know, my wife was in an accident in Kansas City with my kids at camp. Um, and it was a hit and run. It was like, you know, it's, there was just a ton and ton of stuff that was going on, financial calamity. And this year has been just trying to rebound from all the calamity from 2023. Like it was, it was 2023 was the bad year. Um, but even in the midst of the rebounding, the Lord has given all these invitations um, so some of you guys probably do not know this, but we're just now starting to announce it a little bit more so that my wife and I are moving forward with trying to purchase Alpha and Omega Bookstore um, and various other things that we've just been really trying to jump in the forefront of just impacting the city of Rochester and it being an anchor to the body of Christ of Rochester. And um, I was wanted to encourage you to recognize that those little steps forward of faith really matter. Um, and nothing is going to be perfect. You know, everything that we've done to move forward has had tons and tons of challenges. But yet, because of faithfulness, the Lord has brought tons and tons of fruit. You know, um, even with my daughter who came up and shared, you know, we, we have this bedtime routine that we do where we read two chapters of scriptures a day, or two chapters every day. We pray in birth order, and we sing a couple worship songs. And we've been doing that 
count just religiously. We just don't stop. And I used to do that because I thought that, you know, I'm a pastor, so therefore I should be doing something like that in the house. You know, um, but what has happened is that my children started provoking and really moving in the presence of the Lord in the house. And then all of a sudden, it was no longer just spending time in the scriptures for the sake of spending time in the scriptures. It was wow, this is an opportunity to provoke the presence of the Lord in the house. And that became the new focus, not just to get into the Bible, but look, we're inviting God's presence in the house every day. And that is the bigger goal. And I wanted to invite you to those those little things, you know, um, even with my daughter over here playing, you know, she's 90% deaf in her right ear. And most people don't even know. And she's up here. She plays worship with me and plays with me at a couple of the churches. And most people don't even know of the challenges that exist. But because of faithfulness, the Lord continues to bless in abundant ways. And so nothing is perfect. Nothing is. But you're like, you know, if you just say, God, this is what I have, or this is what I'm going to move. And I'm going to take one thing at a time. God just multiplies that in extravagant ways because we've chosen to be faithful with the little that he's given us. And again, we've heard it time and time again. It's he who is faithful with the little is the one that gets blessed with the much. And so joy, be encouraged. You know, um, this is a, a really, really good house. And I don't say that out of ignorance. I play a lot of places. I've served a lot of places. Um, I've worked with a number of ministers in a number of ministries across the country. And Joy is, is really a special place. And you need to know that. You know, you need to hear that, you know what, God has blessed you with a very special and specific mantle. This is a worshiping house. You know, and so continue to to lay down your roots here um, because God has set up all these institutions. And again, none of them are perfect. The institution of family, institution of government, the institution of the church, the institution of marriage. You pick any institution that God has established in the scriptures, none of them are right. And many of us have layered hostilities and stories about all of those institutions. It doesn't change the fact that the Lord said to be faithful to them all. Be faithful to them all. You know, because in that broken expression and how we steward the broken expression, God will definitely um, allow us to walk in the perfect expression later in a very beautiful way. But how we enjoy that perfect expression is definitely going to be due to how we've stewarded the expression we have currently before us. So, Joy, thank you um, for the opportunity for my family and I to serve you guys um, and to, to count you guys as family. Pastor James, thank you for... Allow me to call you family. <laughs> but blessings to you guys. I just wanted to give a little, little shout out to Hope Shop again. It's going to be Hope Shop again today. So Pastor James knows this because he's bops in there every once in a while and, and when we do great things happen wonderful things happen and two weeks ago I was behind the counter serving Al wasn't there Janelle and Patrick weren't there maybe they were Pat, Janelle wasn't but this woman came in through the front door in tears and somebody that was serving with me behind the counter said Greg Greg this woman needs prayer so you know me in prayer so I said, it, and it was, a cra it was wild in there, very loud. So I said, come on over. And I took her aside over in a corner where we could pray quietly. And she was crying her eyes out. 
I mean, I, I could tell there was trauma there, big time. And so she said, I got to tell, I said, what, what's, what do you, what's, what's going on? What do you need prayer for? She said, I was in a funeral yesterday with my son, and, and we, got, we walked out of the funeral, and he died. And so a parent that has to experience death before they, they pass away was, blew my mind. And so I, I, I put my arms around here. We prayed together, and that's the kind of experience that we have at, at Hope Shop. You never know who's going to. She walked in off the street. I'd never seen her before, and um, it was just, I'll never know, but only God knows what, what the outcome was. But we are there, and we did what, what God instructed her to, us to do. To, to be there in prayer for this, this, this woman. Thank you so much. <laughs> Introduce yourself to okay, yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Rena, and um, I unfortunately don't know everyone here. We're new to the church. Um, my husband, Steve, is over there. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're the ones with all those kids. <laughs> so, thank you, thank you. Um, so I wanted to share actually as we were singing and we keep talking about mountains and I was looking through my notes, I just wanted to start my testimony um, reading something that I had actually written back in September um, as a devotional. And before our problems ever began, God already solved them. He saw the beginning, middle and end before the storm ever came. When we are going through difficult times, it's easy to only see the mountain before us. It's easy to miss that our mountains are just pebbles in comparison to God. There is truly nothing we can't face with him on our side. Romans 8, 837. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And uh, I want to start my testimony by saying it started December of 2022. I just, out of the blue, started to have this excruciating right knee pain. And when I say excruciating, I mean I couldn't walk. I was hobbling everywhere, and because it's your knee, it's not like you can crawl, because um, I've done the whole crawl thing being pregnant so many times, you know, you can't move, but you can crawl. And I wasn't even in a position where I could crawl anywhere, and so I spent the holidays and into the new year on the couch and just an excruciating pain, debilitating pain. I couldn't do anything. I was just pretty much going from the kitchen to cook, back to the couch, the bathroom, back to the couch. And I was living life from the couch and parenting from the couch. And so finally, in February of this year, I went to the orthopedist and um, they did a scan of my knee and he said, you have a moderate amount of arthritis in both of your knees, and you're going to need a double knee replacement before the age of 50. And, you know, hearing that, I definitely broke down crying, but, you know, that sounded like a life sentence because, you know, we have five kids, seven years old and under. And to take me out for something like that, you know, and then as he's going over the scan and God gave me such a gracious doctor, um, he was very patient, very loving, and even he was about to cry, like, you know, just seeing the magnitude of this. And um, he's like, this is definitely hereditary. He's like, for the amount of arthritis you have, he's like, this is definitely, you know, a hereditary thing. So I walk out of there, I get into the car, 
you know, still crying. Um, but then the Holy Spirit quickened that back to me that he said hereditary. And I said, you know, this is a generational curse because in my family there's just chronic pain, chronic pain, um, back surgeries, knee surgeries, spine issues, neck issues, and God revealed it that this was a generational curse. And so for this report that they were giving to me, it wasn't, it wasn't supposed to happen. You know, the, the surgery wasn't for me. And so I said, God, you know, I see it for what it is. You've called me to be a generational curse breaker in our family, and I'm going to partner with you, Lord. And in the car, I could just, you know, I'm partnering, partnering with God. God, I'm, you know, right now I'm not in a great mindset because of the news, but I'm going to partner with you because I trust you. And so I found whatever I had in the car, and I took communion, and I took communion for my knees that God, you know, when he broke that bread for our, us to be whole, he, you know, my knees are going to be made whole. And so I said, I'm going to take communion every day, Lord, for my knees. And I put on the song, you are the God that healeth me. And I was playing that on repeat. Um, the church we were at at that time, I called the elder and had them pray with me. Um, and then I started changing words to songs. And that song, Cain, I'm so blessed. I changed it to I'm so healed. And I would sing it over and over and over again. You know, as I'm hobbling to get to the bathroom, I would sing that song over and over again and I kept you know the pain did not immediately go away this has been a year thing but um, I, I realized that living the life from the couch and not being able to do things I stopped taking my kids places because I couldn't make it I just could not walk and you have to map out everything you're gonna do like oh I want to go over there but can I and, you know, oh, I'd really like to do this, but are there stairs? Are there, you know, this, that? And you're living your life in a way where you have to map out everything, and that's not how God wants us to live. And so, um, sorry, I'm so emotional, but not sorry. Because <laughs> it's the Lord. Um, but, you know, God was showing me that the devil comes to rob, steal, kill, and destroy. And what he was doing through this and my, the issue with my knee is he was trying to steal my livelihood. And he was trying to steal me away from my kids because I wasn't doing things with them anymore. I wasn't taking them places anymore. I wasn't myself anymore. And so in between this time, this whole year, I've still been um, taking communion every single day for my knees. I've been praying over my knees. I've been singing over my knees. And it's been a progressive healing. And I think sometimes we get so caught up on Jesus and the miracles and, you know, instantaneous and, well, if it wasn't instant, then it's not as powerful. And no, I, I'm telling you that a progressive, this progressive healing walk with the Lord has been so powerful because he's just been increasing my faith and my trust in him as I continue to not doubt what he's told me he's going to do. And so every little thing that happens, I can you know, I get excited about. It's small to someone else, but to me, it's like huge. Me going up the stairs without having to think about it and like freak out about it is the Lord. And just, you know, even when we would go places to church functions, you know, I'd be so scared sitting in the seat. Can I get up? I don't know if I can get up. And then I'd have to fake like standing there because I literally can't move. So I'm looking around like, oh, you know, look at that. No, I really can't move. So I'm just trying to save face. And I spent so many months doing that. But I'm standing here now. And I said to the Lord the other day, 
I went up and down our stairs and I didn't think about it. And I'm like, God, I thank you that you're healing me. This is you, Lord, this is you. So I just want to encourage anyone, if you're going through, especially a health battle, um, keep trusting him. God has offered to partner with us. He doesn't have to. He's offered to partner with us. And when he's offered to partner with us, it's not a partnership where he's expecting us to carry a bunch of the, the load. No, he's going to do that. But our part in this partnership is to trust him, is to trust that he is who he says he is. And in this year, he's just shown that to me over and over and over again. He is who he says he is. Thank you. The theme that the Lord has given the elders and myself for 2024 is, is courageous faith. And just as we had a theme statement for 2023, the theme statement based on her testimony is this. Listen to this. This is how much God has been moving behind the scenes here at Joy Community Church. The theme statement for 2024 is this. We are people of faith partnering with God to do the impossible. That's our new theme statement. That'll be up there in a week or two. Isn't that awesome? So that's, you're right on, Rena. That's, that's what God's doing in your life, and it's powerful. Patrick, did you want to finish up here? Did you have anything? No? You sure? Okay. Okay, well, what a great day. Come on, let's thank the Lord. This has been wonderful. And you, uh, you just display such wonderful devotion and worship and faith this morning unto the Lord. These testimonies, if you, you, you might need to do what I'm going to do, and that is go back and listen to this service. This is a life-changing moment for joy. This is a collaboration of God helping us to be the people of faith he's calling us to be. Amen? So Lord, we just thank you for every testimony, even the seven-minute testimony. Hallelujah. Even the two-minute testimony. Every testimony is in honor of your name. We stand amazed at the glory of God. We stand amazed that you call us to partner with you and be people of faith who are called to look at the mountains, speak to the mountains, and trust that those mountains will be removed in our lives. Testimony after testimony after testimony. We've heard about your faithfulness and your steadfast love and how you've miraculously intervened and turned our hearts back to you. That's the key to it all. Turning our hearts back to our Savior in the midst of so many uh, situations, not to declare the difficulty of those situations, but to declare the faithfulness of God within those situations. So we honor you, and we worship you, and we praise you this morning here at Joy Community Church. We wish you, Lord, a happy new year with us, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Happy New Year. We'll see you next Sunday.
Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at joycc.info.